Hello, this is Steve Smith, and I'm a real hooper. What real hoopers do is they lead on and off the court, more importantly in their community. Got to go to hoopersvote.org, learn how you can make a difference, make a change. Once again, hoopersvote.org. Get out there and vote, make a difference in your community. That's from Steve Smith, the real hooper. That's a one. But I think what you said about the defense on the three pointers is is a candy. uh, Excuse me. uh, What's the word I want to use there? Yeah, candy. Candy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're going for. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. One, two, three. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. This shouldn't take this long. I would rather them miss a hostile act and us have flow to the game than them to be the hostile police. You become hostile when they call hostile. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. Do we not in the league want any flow to our games? Is this really what we want in conference finals games? What we want in conference finals games? Bubbles got to him. (laughs) No, (laughs) got bubbleitis right now. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Saturday morning. Saturday morning. We got all of Friday night's playoff action from the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. I'm Zach Harper. That's Wozni Lambert. That's Mo Doc Hill. We got Jade Hoy pushing buttons. And guys, the Celtics live to fight another day. 121-108 over the Miami Heat. They even it up to a 2-3, which we know makes Game 6 a must-win, which then makes Game 7 a must-win for everybody. And so Game 6 is a must-win for both teams, because as we've seen in this bubble, Mo, you cannot afford to be up 3-2 and lose a Game 6. It's just death in the bubble. <laughs> It's the way it's been. I mean, really only if you're playing the Denver Nuggets, though. I don't know. I don't know. We haven't tested know, the man. theory against anybody. Yeah. No, that's a lie. We tested the theory against the Rockets, but... Is the Rockets? Yeah, but the Rockets are going to always be the Rockets. Yeah, that's not that's not fair. But uh, what yeah. a per- what a performance from! I mean, this was an ugly, ugly start by the Boston Celtics, and it looked like okay, they're done. Like they just didn't bring it. They had 18 points in the first quarter, but that third quarter, that third quarter, which has been a little brutal to them in the bubble, that third quarter, Mo. Jason Tatum had 17 of their 41 third quarter points, and they put it on the Heat. Oh, they brought it. It was it all started though on the defensive end. That was the thing that really triggered everything. When they decided to get going and deciding to lock down in the third quarter, that triggered their offense. They got a couple transition buckets out of there. They were able to force turnovers and turn that into you know baskets. They just got going, Zach. And that was such a drastic different from what it was in the first half when, you know, they were losing guys. Duncan Robinson was getting loose. They weren't tight on their their pick and roll coverages and two guys would go with, you know, the roller. That would be Tyler Hero open for a mid range jumper. Like it just it was a night and day difference and it turned everything around. So Mo Mo, uh you know, we've we've talked about this a lot uh in terms of the last two games. I thought that the Miami Heat, even though they shot poorly from three-point range, were just missing shots. Was tonight, the Celtics defended the hell out of the three-point line. I don't think it was just missed shots by the Heat like it was the last two games. They shot 19% from three. Jay Crowder, full pumpkin status, 
we're done with the Jay Crowder thing, Waz. Like he is, he's like, what is? I, I have the stat here. He is six for his last thirty-three on three-pointers. That regression has hit hard. The Celtics defended the hell out of the three-point line, and the Heat felt that Celtics defense. You know, I'm old enough to remember when Jay Crowder blamed his lack of three-point shooting on the most accurate passer in the history of the NBA not getting him the ball. <laughs> In the correct spot. I, I remember when that happened. But yes, he was on fire. I can't believe he would talk about George Hill that way. I know. It's just rude, you know. Just rude. But yeah, you know, Rodney Hood, Waz, he was, you know, sometimes he just can't get you the rock. Was he was shooting forty percent? No, he was incredible. He was incredible. And and again, I, I, I believe I believe that, yes, it's just a regression to the mean. Jay Crowder is not going to all of a sudden turn into Mark Price. I think your point about the three-point shooting defense is an incredible one because Duncan Robinson got up 11 three-pointers, which obviously that's not good defense in a vacuum, right? You don't want Duncan Robinson ever taking 11 three-pointers in a game if you're the Boston Celtics. But the type of looks he was getting, if you watched the game, they were kind of rushed. A lot of them were. And the Celtics were just there. They were in his shirt all night. He got hot early, and he was even making layups, which Duncan Robinson literally never does. But I just thought they were active on the perimeter, as far as running guys off of the three. And when guys were getting threes up, they were rushed. Uh, I, I just thought, honestly, guys, for the first time finally in this series, you know, it seemed like Boston's offense was in rhythm and they looked like the team that should be getting rhythm shots, good shots, easy shots, you know, because coming into the series, we all agreed that they had the better offensive talent. It hasn't borne out that way, but that's what we thought coming in. And finally, it actually looked at like that, specifically in the third quarter when Tatum got off. But it, it wasn't just Tatum, too. Tice got going in the third quarter. Mm, Tice looked you know, good like tonight. He got, he got really aggressive, and he, he kind of finally showed, you know, like, this is who I am. And super aggressive because, again, he was awful in the first half. And then once he started to get going, everything just sort of clicked. It, it made it easier. They're able to switch and he's able to stay down on guards a little bit better. He's able to rotate and help. And just guys, the he only had five rebounds in the third quarter. They got out rebounded 16 Yeesh. to five in the third quarter alone. Like well, I'm pretty surprising. sure the Celtics didn't miss. So that, that would be tough to rebound. If the Celtics <laughs> don't, make, don't miss any shots. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty close. I yeah. mean, they shot 54%. Five, geez, five rebounds. That's wild. That's wild. I mean, look, I, Tice was amazing this one. That anonymous scout finally got a, a half right, right? Like, finally got a half right. Um, so we got we got we to gotta be fair there. I've been killing that anonymous scout for, you know, and, four and, games. And I got to be fair. We can't forget the Uptown native, uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, the second half, he, you know, and again. Oh, of course, you're not going to forget him. No, no, we're never going to forget New York. Come on now. No. But why, in the second we, half, yeah. he, he didn't start off great. And his numbers, if you look at the rest of the game, aren't going to look like, he, you know, he went bonkers or he was some kind of world beater. But he was getting them into spots. He was getting to his spots, knocking down open jumpers. What I liked is off of stops, he was running. He was pushing it. Brown a couple of times in transition. Same with Tatum. He, you know, he just, he was the little engine that could in the second half. And these are the things they need him to do. He's not going to come out 
and sort of just give Miami 40 on a bunch of one-on-one step bags, taking guys to the rack, doing everything in isolation. But he was doing those little things in, in the most important moments. And I thought Kemba Walker absolutely stepped up to the task. Yeah, he was fantastic. Tatum was great in that third quarter, and he didn't even shoot well in the game, right? He was 8 of 22, 3 of 10 from deep, but he just kept getting to the free throw line time after time. He got to the free throw line eight times in the third quarter, eight times. Like, he was just so overwhelming physically for them. And then Jalen Brown, right? Like, Jalen Brown was great in this game, 28 points, eight rebounds, uh, hit a couple of clutch threes. Um, and I say clutch because, you know, Miami started to get close, right? I think they were, I think it was an eight point game and he basically hit back to back threes to push that thing to 14. And, and now all of a sudden, like you, you go from, all right, maybe Miami can be squirrely and stick around. They've out executed Boston in close games throughout the series. And instead you get, you know, you get Jalen Brown separating things, Mo, and, and now you've got a cushion and now the heat are basically out of bullets. Yeah. I think this was an important one for the Celtics just in the sense of if they let him come back and even if they won, but sort of squeaked by and and barely pulled off the win, like they did in game three, that would have been damaging. This is one where they just closed the door and said, Nope, you're not coming back tonight. It's not happening. I mean, the second of those back-to-back threes you were talking about, Zach, you know, Jalen Brown blew a kiss to the bench. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's a romantic. That dude loves him some romance. You know, he's he's just letting them, he's just trying to let them, you know, down a little softly saying like, no, you still got another game coming here on Sunday. So I think it was just really important in that stretch for them to go, we're not folding tonight and we're not letting you back into this game. And, you know, I think that was just a boost for their confidence. And you kind of saw their bench getting excited. You saw uh, Grant Williams doing a little bit of a, you know, the Irish jig a little bit on the sidelines. Oh, he was after high stepping, baby. He was high uh, he stepping. Was, they were all into it, and you can just kind of see the excitement there. And that was kind of a, a big boost for this team's morale that I think they kind of needed, you know, and they'll need going into game six and potentially game seven. Yeah, game six, I'm telling you, must win for both teams. Was, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Ennis Cantor was huge in this game for them. Bro. He only played 10 minutes. He only played 10 minutes, but he, he, he like Brad Stevens said shots, after the game, <laughs> Brad Stevens said this after the game that he thought that he, it kind of, it kind of stabilized them a little bit because they couldn't score in the first quarter. They look, I mean, they look toasted, right? Like from the, you know, first six minutes, I think they scored five points. Like they were just awful. Cantor came in. He got him a couple of buckets inside. They couldn't switch things the way they wanted to because then, you know, then Cantor was just punishing younger, you know, these smaller guys. Exactly. And then so now they have to go under. They have to drop a little bit. Kemba gets a jumper on one of those. Like it just it changed the game enough to where Boston kind of stabilized themselves. Yeah. Sometimes you come out and the things that you want to do just aren't there already. Right. Uh, the, the defense is, is playing you as such that you got to go to your second and third options. And those options are your second and third options for a reason. And that just wasn't working out to start the game. But Cantor, as a guy who, you know, if it's one thing he can do on offense is he can play bully ball, put his ass on somebody, put him under the basket and get a, basically a point blank layup. Like that's his one offensive move. And it happened to work tonight. He finished four of seven. Obviously, we know he's nobody's um, idea of the Kembe Mutombo, but he was able to be <laughs> solid enough on defense while giving himself offensively. And I said the seven shots because, again, the guy played 10 minutes. 
he, yeah. got, a he got him up, shots. man. He got him up. <laughs> Speaking of getting him up, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, guys, but we can get it up thanks to Roman. No more excuses, wow. Waz. No more, no more. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Oh, it's been a long week. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm just not feeling myself. No more of that. Roman, it's easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. It's easy to solve erectile dysfunction. It's simple. It's safe. It's discreet. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free two-day shipping. Whole process is straightforward. It's easy. And those packages, discreet. Your package won't be discreet, though. Go to GetRoman.com slash AthleticMBA. Complete an online visit. It used to be tough to tackle, but now erectile dysfunction is easy to tackle thanks to Roman. Complete an online visit today. Get connected with the healthcare professional and take care of it, guys. Don't be, don't be embarrassed by it. Get it taken care of. You have a you have a broken leg. You're going to say, oh, you know, I'm too afraid to go to the doctor. I don't want to be embarrassed. No, you go to the doctor, you get it fixed up. You go to this doctor, you get it fixed up with Roman. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash AthleticMBA today. If approved, you get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash AthleticMBA. GetRoman.com slash AthleticMBA. And we'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. <laughs> and now for a word on Indochino, no dunks, Tass Mellis. Do you want to walk into a room with your chest puffed out, your neck long, and your shoulders broad? Of course you do. For me, getting clothes that fit properly can give me the confidence I need to do just that. Indochino hooked me up with the gear that fits perfectly. I dreaded getting dressed for my Zoom meetings, but now I change for each one with a big smile on my face. I did a virtual fitting on Indochino's slick website for them to get my measurements. I didn't have to talk to a single human. There are so many options. Here are a few I chose. A long shirt, because I tuck it in. I got a no dunks monogram, and I decided against the shirt pocket. I sincerely did not think that custom fit clothing was this affordable, and all customizations are included in the cost. The website keeps your measurements on file so you never have to re-enter them. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. Indochino is a no-brainer if you're getting married. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America. Or book a virtual appointment like I did and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter code TAS, not ass, TAS, T-A-S, at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code TAS. All right, guys, back to the, the Heat Celtics game. So now looking towards game six on Sunday, um, we're going to need to see, you know, Bam Adebayo had nice numbers, you know, 13 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, but I didn't feel like he had that good of a game. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler was a little not timid. You know, he had 17, eight and eight as well, but I felt like he could have been more forceful. You know, Jay Crowder obviously can't hit a shot right now. And, and Waz, I'm actually surprised 
to see Goran Dragic had 23 points on 8 of 17 shooting because I felt like Marcus Smart was in his jersey all night long. And I felt like he completely took him out of the game, but the numbers were good. He just, you know, he eventually fouled out and, he, and Smart was just all over him. See, watching it, I felt the opposite. I felt, <laughs> I felt Goran was making just impossible shots and felt, it felt like he felt confident in the looks he was taking. Now, going into game six, I think if you want to be pessimistic for the Celtics, they scored with the regularity that they just have not been scoring throughout the season. And it's not like they really stopped Miami. Um, throughout the series, excuse me, not the season, but it's not like they've really stopped Miami tonight. I thought they did a good job, of course, with Duncan Robinson and getting him to shoot yeah. sort of rush threes. And obviously, Tyler Hero didn't give them 40 points to their head top again. But I, I just thought the defense was good, not great. And I don't know that they can count on their offense to be this dynamic again going into game six, but. As the bubble is shown, you you can't predict what's going to happen. You know, uh, it's, there's no telling what could happen in game it's six. Madness. It's, it's just chaos. It's, okay. And and it's, again, it's, it's if, if, if 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 it goes to a game seven, God bless. If you're the Miami Heat, uh, I just think Miami's probably going to take care of this thing. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jimmy Butler cannot just have three points in the second right. half. If he's going to talk this whole thing. I'm about this life, all of that stuff. And we're going to start talking heat culture. We're going to start saying all of these things. And we say it all starts with Jimmy ever since they er, starts with Riley, really. But ever since they brought in Jimmy, he's kind of the guy on the floor. He's the veteran presence. He's the leader, everything like that. You can't have just five shots in the second half. You can't have just three points. You have to be aggressive at a certain point. Jimmy has to take the reins and he has to do it all game. He had a good first half, but then he laid off in the second half and it's, listen, I get it. It's nice. Get, get touches. When heroes going, give it to him. Let him get going. You know, if, if he's not though, you got to step up and you got to be the adult in the room in this situation. And he just wasn't that in the second half of this game. And that's something that we can't let him off the hook for that. I mean, only five shots for him. He's got to be better. He's got a sense when they're in trouble, all right, I got to take over. I got to start putting my stamp on this game. Well, and Mo, to your point, he played the entire fourth quarter. He took one shot. He scored one point. He had two free throws, made one of them, took one shot total, had two turnovers, like no rebounds, one assist. Like that's that's not even close to okay. Especially like, look, your season's not on the line because you've got the 3-1 series lead, but you have a chance to end things tonight. Now you've given the Celtics life like that. Like, why is that's that's not leadership, right? You and I'm not saying he's problem. not a leader. I'm not saying he's not a leader or anything. I'm just like, you got to expect to Mo's to Mo's point. Like, you have to hold the leader's feet to the fire. Like, you've got to go out there and, and at least try more. The the problem with that for me is in the biggest spots in Game Four when they took their three one decisive lead, it was Jimmy. It was Goring. It was Hero. It was, you know, it was a team effort to gain that 3-1 lead. So it's hard. It's not like Jimmy dominated possessions, set everything up, blah, 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 blah. I think what made them so dangerous down the stretch of game four was that Boston couldn't rely on the ball going to any certain spot. They didn't know where to concentrate their efforts at. And Miami's players were able to uh, capitalize on that because it's like, all right, I can give free on a certain action because they don't think that's exactly what we want to do, right? And try to take it away. And so I understand Jimmy's 
sort of impulse to not be do the hero ball. I'm going to take over. I'm going to be the quote unquote alpha, which I hate doing. I hate saying that because it's weird right. to just but, call but a man that you've but, never met before an alpha. I'll never but get was, he, he's at least got He's at least got to be aggressive though, <laughs> yes, right? Whether that's taking shots, getting into the teeth of the bat of the defense he to, does, to set he up does. baskets. I'm, like, I'm he's still just something. pissed off about the idea of calling another man an alpha. It's just weird. It's awkward moment for you. I understand that was, and it's no more awkward than some of the Roman ads Zach has thrown to us during these uh, daily dings. But you know, I'm going to push back though, was a Go little ahead, bit because you know what? In the four, in game four, it was Hero who took over. You know, mm. Dragic hit a big shot, mm. but you know, Jimmy. But it only started after Hero mm. got going, and the Celtics had to put more attention mm. onto him. They had to take gotcha. Kemba Walker off of Hero and put Marcus Smart on him, and then it opened things up and changed changed the scenario here. This is where it's like, you know, at a certain point, you got to be the adult and you got to say, "Hey, it's fine. You're a rook. I got it. You're not playing as well as you were in, in last game." I got to take over and I got to put my stamp on the game. And it may not necessarily mean he's going to get more shots, but he's got to be aggressive. He's got to put the pressure on the Boston defense. And he just didn't do that. And on the other side, he didn't even defend that well because when they're in the zone. Yeah, I'm with that. And I think that, you know, there's just got to be a tone set. And it's not all on Jimmy, but he is the the head of the snake, right? Like he's got to, he's got to come out and be aggressive. And then everyone around him has to pick that up too. Like they, if you and maybe if you see that he doesn't have it going in the second half, he doesn't have that that step or whatever. Like Bam's got to do more, Goran's got to do more. Jay Crowder, make a shot. Like what do you? I mean, jeez, I mean, don't, <laughs> Zach, don't wish you wasted like that. a Duncan Robinson three layup game. Like when do you, you ever going to see that again? Right, three layups. He never has three layups. You wasted that. Um, I just I look at what what Miami did, and it's. Um, it's just disappointing. It's disappointing to see them fall apart like that in the third quarter of a game that they could have put Boston away. Now, you know, we've seen you don't want to give teams life here. Um, before we go, I have one topic that's a little annoying to bring up and one topic that might be fun to bring up. So which one do we want to start with? Annoying or fun? Oh, annoying. we got to end yeah, on a good okay. note. So we're going to go. With- All right. The officiating was so bad. Both oh, ways. Oh, God. It's so bad. And the NBA's got to fix this, right? Like, you got to fix the, the jumping contact, into a guy. The contact you, situation dude, in the NBA right now. And it's a joke. It wasn't like this in the playoffs. Let the kids play. Let Stop. them play. Yes. That, it's impossible no to blood, defend. No blood, no foul, Mo. No blood, no it's foul. It's impossible to defend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's just impossible. Like, as a defender, what are you going to do? You know, I'm... Um, Almost back-to-back plays. Goran Dragic picks up a foul where Marcus Smart initiates all the content. Then you have uh, Goran Dragic draws the foul on Tice shooting a three. He's yeah. jumping forward. Tice is literally close to him. Like that was just yeah. No, he. It's all the content created to him, and this is just an impossibility here. Like as a defender, like what are you going to do? The way it works in the NBA now is I'm going to jump into your chest, hope to get the foul call, and then go up for the layup. Hey, Marcus Smart missed a layup in the first half trying to draw a foul and not trying to get a layup. Like, because that's just the mindset. I know if I get into that guy's body, I'm going to get a foul call. If I initiate all the content contact as the offensive player, and that's the problem. We got to change the way this is officiated. For the love of God, 
stop with the replay yeah, reviews. Get it out of Van here. Gundy ranted about this. I couldn't have agreed more. If it takes you five minutes <laughs> to try to is. see if there is Keep a hostile it is. act, it is not hostile. <laughs> a hostile act is something you see right. immediately. You're like, oh, that's a hostile right. act. We just saw the first replay. Like, no, you don't need to slow-mo a hostile act. It's so stupid. It is so beyond stupid. It ru- Like Van Gundy said, it ruins the flow of the game. It ruins the product. There's no way this is what that's intended to be. There's just no way. You don't need seven minutes of review unless it's a fucking bench-clearing brawl. That's the only time you need it because you got to figure out who you're throwing out and who gets to stay in. Other than that, because you know, because Goron hooked Kemba and then Kemba tangled and then Kemba flopped and then Goron, you know, accidentally touched his face and everything. Like now we have to see if that's a hostile act. What are you doing? Like what? Like who are who are the officials tonight? Officials tonight were John Gobble or Goble or whatever the fuck his name is. Josh Tiven, Kevin Scott. You're terrible. <laughs> All three of you were terrible tonight. Terrible both ways. It was poorly officiated. It almost ruined the product of the game. And if I were both teams, if I were the Celtics, I would have been pissed. The way that they took out the rhythm of the game, that could have easily benefited the Heat. And if I'm the Heat, I'm pissed because all my guys were in foul trouble on ticky-tack fouls. Goran Dragic fouled out in the third quarter. Was it the third quarter? <laughs> it was very or, or early. In the fourth but fourth it was, quarter. <laughs> it, it felt very early in the in the in the, in the fourth. Then it, well, he played. You know, he played on, six, on a charge. He played call six minutes and twenty nine sure seconds in the fourth, so it couldn't have been that early. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but it was on a charge call that I'm sorry. When I go up for a layup, I was always taught to put my knee up. That's not. That's not. It's not a fa- like. It's not a Draymond situation. Okay, we got what it. Was like, it a Gordon Hayward it was a situation? Call. <laughs> not yet, not yet. But we'll see what happens right. in free agency when he okay. decides. And All right, and then the fun it? topic to end on: uh, who's going to report? And who's going to report it a second time? That's the question. Yeah, who's gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it's all politics or whatever. All right, the fun topic: the Celtics are one and zero since Jay King asked Brad Stevens on a Zoom call, "What the fuck." <laughs> Gotta hit the mute button, Jay. All right. I'll disable once and allow one more time. Jay? So, sorry, can you hear me now? Brandon, was that you that disabled Jay's question? No, I, I did everything right, for the record. I. <laughs> that was a pretty good move. Good. All right, Jay, I guess we'll let you ask a question. <laughs> or maybe not. What the fuck? <laughs> there you go. We can hear you now, Jay. <laughs> was that the question you had for me? Every time I you you're on. You're on, Jay. Austin, you know who to thank for this win, okay? You know to thank for the season being being saved. It's Jay King of the Athletic. Give this man his flowers. Yeah, Western Mass's own. What part of like the King brothers? Apparently, there's a thousand of them that have a podcast now. I don't know them. All I know is Jay, but apparently they have a podcast. I'm not going to promote it. That's all you need to know. But Jay King saved your Celtic season, Boston. So you need to get given flowers these days. Aren't flowers for dead people? Why are we giving flowers, boss? Well, the point is we wait till people are dead to give them the flowers. So it's like, why don't oh, we give okay. people flowers while they're alive? That's the point of, that's the shorthand of giving their flowers. It's like, appreciate people while they're here. Appreciate LeBron James, your 18. What if we give him like a like a like a gift card? It is your eighteen. Yeah, to like I'm not giving 18. I'm not giving J King a yeah. gift card. No, no, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no and, but I if love, I did, it would definitely uh, be the Dunkin' Donuts because I love J King. A hundred percent. Yeah, you got to. You got to. All right. 
So Jay King, maybe ask Brad Stevens what the fuck tomorrow. What the fuck? Maybe see see if we can get a game seven here uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. But for now, the Heat lose 121-108. Celtics live to play another Sunday. We will be back on uh, on Sunday. Will we be back? Yeah, we'll be back on Sunday because we got Lakers Nuggets tomorrow. Oh, my God, guys. Waz, do the Lakers close out? Yeah, it's a wrap. It's over. Whoa. It's over. All right. It's Mo? over. It's over. Mo, you oh, the, it's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. New York City, baby. What? I'm not New as York New York City, City excited as Waz, is? but it is over. <laughs> this so, thing's not, I don't see that. that going beyond Danny Green, this. is that it? Just Danny Green on that team? Danny Green is a Long Island guy. I still claim him because he's. I'm pretty sure he's a Nassau County right, guy. I'm, do- which is I'm not talking. I'm not talking New York Island. with you. I'm, no, no, no. We're not talking New York. We're not. We're not doing that. All right, Mo, wow. do they do they close out? Yes, they close out. It's. I think LeBron has a monster game. Um, I'm going with the Nuggets, man. Just to add to the, we believe Lakers. No, see, not everyone believes in you, and I'm. I'm saying I believe in the Nuggets more than I believe in you, Los Angeles Lakers. So I dare you to close out. I dare you. I dare for that that bum LeBron James to play some defense on Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter. I, I dare you. Washed, King. Year 18, you're washed. All right? Now you got someone on record for it. All right. I don't really believe all that stuff, but we'll clip it and be fine. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Daily Ding. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash daily ding. I think it's still a $1 a month deal right now, which has got to be. That can't be right. So do, take advantage of that deal before they fix a glitch in the system. Uh, make sure you check out all the podcasts on The Athletic Podcast Network. And, uh, you know, wear a mask. Be safe. We'll talk to you on uh, on Sunday. And we'll uh, we'll wrap up these conference finals, get you ready for the NBA finals. For Wazi Lambre and Mo Dakil, I'm Zach Harper. Waz, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding, ding-a-lings. Oh, boy. <laughs>